Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with more answers than Jeeves. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. Thank you to the fourth bros who sent in questions on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow us on both places at CFB bros. If you don't hear your question in this episode, it probably gets answered in our Patreon episode, which will be coming out uh, in the next couple days. If you want to subscribe to our Patreon, it's patreon.com slash college football bros. And then we have uh, one of our questions we decided to make into a YouTube episode. So that came from... uh, T-Real Sugar Shane, he asked us to rank the best quarterback, running back, receiver trios in college football. So subscribe to our YouTube channel. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, But let's get to our first question for today. It comes from Shrew. Who are your dark horse contenders for each conference? So uh, we're going to go through the Power Five here. Trey, who's your ACC dark horse? I'm going to go with Florida State. Um they're right around 10th in the country for returning production. I think the defense should be very good this year. You know, the question's going to come down to if if Travis Jordan Travis can continue to develop more as a as a passer. Um and then if if that's the case, I mean he improved last year. If he does takes another step forward this year, they could surprise this year. Yeah, I mean this is uh this is the year for him. They they got to produce. If they don't produce now, it's it's going to be tough sledding over there. It's going to be Dion's team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Prime time over there. Uh, I'm going to go, I stay in the same division. Uh, I'm going to take Louisville, Cardinal. Uh, you know, with, with uh, Scott Satterfield, another another year there, they kind of had some unlucky breaks last year. Didn't do that well in the close games. But I think with M- Mikhail Cunningham back at QB, just Malik, it's Malik now, Ryan. Come on, oh, back God. to Malik. I can't keep up, man. I can't keep up. <laughs> Cunningham Their offense quarterback. is going to be great, but Randall it's that Cunningham defense. is that quarterback for them. Uh, I know the defense has got to get better, no doubt about it. But they do have a lot of re- returning production, so I would expect them to to take a jump from last year. Yeah, I chose Louisville as well. Yeah, Big Twelve. What are we thinking, Trey? I, Dark Horse is kind of hard in my eyes because I think like the top four seem fairly entrenched. Unless you guys considered one of these, I, I thought OU, Texas, Baylor, and Okie State are kind of there. That next tier, I'm going to go kind of with the bigger long shot, Kansas State. Um, they bring in Adrian Martinez. They pair him with one of the best running backs in the country, Deuce Vaughn. Kleiman seems to kind of get the most out of his team. Uh, as we just saw last season with Baylor, though, you know anything obviously, I guess, can happen in this league. That's a good pick. I mean, that's a that's a good one-two uh, running. Uh, attack there with Martinez and Deuce Vaughn. Um, I, I went with TCU though. Uh, I'm interested to see what Sonny Dykes can do uh, with that squad. With again, a lot of people coming back. Um, I do yep. lose some, some <clears throat> couple transfers, but um, hey, Max Duggan, maybe he can get it going under a Sonny Dykes offensive system. Certainly could open things up. They have potential. I, I Ryan and I are thinking along the same lines. Two two. I also went with TCU. Yeah. Uh, I like the good defensive one. coordinator hire, uh, Joseph Gillespie. Uh, from Tulsa. He did a really good job there. So pair him on the defense, Sonny Dykes on the offense. That yeah. could be a good combo. Maybe I was a year too late on, uh, or a year too early on TCU. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Big 10. Big 10. All right. This is crazy, but I'm going to go Minnesota. Um, SP Plus has their defense ranked 
top 10 in the, the preseason. The offense is the big question mark, but they bring in Kirk Soraka back as offensive coordinator, pair him up again with Tanner Morgan. Um, last time that these were these guys were together, they they made magic on, uh, on the offensive side. So maybe if they win a wide open West, they get lucky in one game against a, a, a formidable, formidable East opponent in the Big Ten title. Okay, that's, uh, that's, that's uh, I can buy that. Um, I'm gonna go to the Nebraska. East. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark horse to maybe win six games. Um, <laughs> Penn State. I'll take the Nittany Lions. They, you know, again, they they've kind of had last year. They were a little unlucky. I think they were a little better than their record indicated. So a couple of not the greatest years there, but. I mean, they just brought in a, a great class. Uh, I think the roster is doing all right. They don't have the ton of returning production, but I do think they're bringing in a couple of transfers and a couple of key pieces with that class that I think they could actually make a jump uh, and, and surprise some folks. Okay. I am going with Purdue in the West. They were 6-3 and three in the Big Ten last year. They bring you know enough pieces back to be really good again. Of course, Aiden O'Connell at quarterback and I also like that they avoid Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State from the East. So in kind of a crowded top of the West, they have a chance to, you know, have a better record than Wisconsin if for no other reason than maybe an easier schedule. <clears throat> How about the All Pac-12? Right, so yeah, Pac-12. I'm going to go, sorry, Mike, I'm going to go UCLA. Um, I'll say, I mean, they need dramatic improvement on the on the defensive side, so I'm not overly confident here. But the offense should thrive. You got DTR back again, and I kind of look at Oregon, Utah, USC. Maybe they all beat each other up, and someone could be ready to pounce behind them. Okay, let's see that. Um, I'm gonna go to uh, the farm, Stanford. Uh, they were pretty bad last year. I think what they won three games maybe last year. Mm-hmm. But Tanner McKee's back at QB. They did have a nice recruiting class. Um, decent amount of production coming back, and that conf, that division in particular to me is just not a strong division. So it wouldn't take a huge leap for them to just all of a sudden get to. I mean, Oregon State was the second place team I think last year. Maybe it was Wazoo actually ended up being it, but they were all they were all in it Wazoo in the last was. two days of the season. Yeah, I, yeah, I, can't yeah remember. I think it actually ended up being Oregon Wazoo Beavers. Okay, I think it was Oregon State Oregon at seven, Wazoo six, Beavers five. But anyways, Oregon State was right there at the end. So. It wouldn't take much for Stanford to, to get into that conversation. So I think Stanford could surprise some folks. Yeah, that's that's definitely a dark horse. I, I also went with the North just because, I mean, UCLA is a good pick too, but but with the North, yeah, it's Oregon and then everybody else. And it's not like Oregon is such a sure thing this upcoming year. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of change as well. So any, it's anybody could could surprise in the North. I'll take Oregon State. Um, if, yeah, you know, if, I if thought if about Onyx that. If at Oregon doesn't work out. I mean, like you said, Oregon State – I think they had a chance in the Civil War. They needed, you know, maybe Wazoo to lose the next day, and then if they had beat Oregon, they would have won the Pac-12 North. So they've 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 been right there, and you would think they continue getting better year by year with with Jonathan Smith. Yep. SEC, who you got? I got this is your pick, Trey. This is your official pick to win the SEC. That's <laughs> right. That's right. There. This is mississippi state they're gonna ring the cowbells and they're gonna win the sec no but they're gonna be my dark horse they return a lot of production i like will rogers he's um leach you know he seems to have a a random breakout team at every stop that he has the defense should be should be lights out um i mean obviously there's a big hurdle between you know them and alabama and georgia but <laughs> yeah but i mean like i saw yeah. FanDuel had them at like 200 to one so let's take a flyer i like that i, I like mississippi state too um not my pick but 
I like it. Uh, I'm going to go to the east, and I'm going to take Florida. I think the Gators could have a good first year under Billy Napier. I mean, they they really tanked last year. It felt like they were purposely losing. You know, they just did the NBA move and just we're just going to lose. Maybe <laughs> sign some better guys in the draft. But they really did. They they weren't that bad. That they shouldn't have been no, as bad. They, as they, they gave were. up. They gave up. Yeah, they totally yeah. gave up. I mean, they they, it could be Bama a Louisville then... type turnaround where they just completely quit, and then Satterfield brought it, came up and did well. So I think that'll happen with Napier. Anthony Richardson's pretty um, pretty solid quarterback. He could do well, and then of course uh, Napier's bringing in some of his transfers on the old line and a running back. So they'll be much improved. Yeah, I also took Florida. I, I'm i not necessarily super confident in them, but if I'm having to pick a dark horse, I mean, it depends what you're saying, dark, dark horse to do what. If I'm thinking to win yeah. the conference, and at least Florida has, I could, it's conceivable to me because if, if Georgia takes a step back in the East, then Florida at least has a lot of talent there. They were top 10 last year in the team talent composite. And Anthony Richardson is, just has huge variance. He could be great or he could be yeah, average, robust. But, yeah yeah for sure all right that's a, that was that was a fun one to look at looking ahead moving on to one from rutgers todd what recent rule would you get rid of to make the game better so you know there's some examples of transfer portal nil anything else ryan lead us off yeah i mean that, that one's always tough transfer portal on nil i'm you know i think nil once it gets ironed out in the long run i think will be good um in the transfer portal i don't have a huge problem with that at actually at all i think that's fine. But to me, a couple things. I don't like the four team playoff. I think that's stupid. Um, <laughs> it's not a, it's just not a tournament. It's like four. what other system has that? It's, I just, I think that's ridiculous. So either just go to eight. I, I, I liked it better at two. Um, so go, go to eight or 12 though. That, that I don't like that. Yeah. We, uh, we had a question about our, our dream playoff system in the, the yeah. Patreon episode. So we'll talk about it there. Um, yeah. For me, it, it was hard to come up with a, a recent, a specific rule to change because I'd rather just overhaul the whole system when it comes to the whole, you know, NIL and where where players are able to get money and, and all of that. Um, ideally, the players would get a piece of the revenue, but I, I don't <clears throat> know if there's like a specific rule I could eliminate to to make that happen. Right. Um, so I, I don't think I would change. Uh, Actually, what I would change about NIL right now, the way the system is now, is I would get rid of the rule that says it can't be pay for play. I, I would just be happy right now. Since the players aren't allowed to get the revenue, the schools are saying you can't yeah. have any of these you know, billion-dollar TV contract money, then I'm fine with the players getting it elsewhere. Like if You, you can't say, we're not giving you this money. And no, no, oh, now there's third parties that want to pay you too? No, 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 we don't like that either. It's like the players yeah. got to get this money from somewhere, so... I uh, I'm I'm fine in this interim period before we flesh out a system that players I agree. can. If somebody wants to play them, pay them to play at their school. Like I, I so be it. Like yeah, you know. I, I'm not saying that's but, the long term solution. Maybe we can come up with a system where the players are under contracts and and they get benefits of yeah. that, and the schools get benefits too by you know having them under contract. We'll we'll figure it out. But for now, yeah, let them let them get paid. Yep. Mine is it's not necessarily like a rule, but uh, and it's maybe not super recent, but uh, as it it's evolved over the years. But replay in general, I would say maybe just only replay turnovers or scores uh, until the final few minutes. Um, but I feel like if you're going to continue to review any play throughout the game, there has to be like a 24 second shot clock or something. Like if you can't tell in the first or second replay when you're looking at it, like 
move on. Let's go. Not You don't need to look at it five times. Kind of guess, assume what happened. You see it or you don't. Let's go. Like it, The game just kind of goes too long. Yeah. There's a couple other rules that I I, I agree with that. Uh, when, speaking of the same thing, like why does it take so long sometimes for them to message down to like stop it? Like teams are, are ready to snap the next play. It's like, don't you already know? <laughs> like it's questionable. Stop it sooner. Yeah, like, it's very frustrating when, when you can see on TV and, and yeah. nothing's happening. It's like, yeah, exactly. Um, I have two other ones that I just kind of bug me now. Um, there's no penalty for the offense when they lower their helmet, like helmet mm. to helmet contact when the offense just completely ducks their head. Like, that's got to be a penalty now. Like you're talking about player safety, dude. For running back just completely, you know, yeah, nose dies. Like, how's that not a penalty? Um, make it a little, make a little more uh, beneficial for the defense. And then we got to get lasers or chips <laughs> in the ball or on like the chain gang. We're still going to do the chain gang where the ref comes out and like, yeah, it's about where he fell down. It needs to be more precise. Like the guy is just like fumble. I, I, we always talk about that, but it I know. Me. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, maybe I'll slide I, it I can't, I mean, way. we've, it's, the technology doesn't seem that hard, but we've, everyone's been talking about it for years and years and it hasn't come about. So we'll see. Because the USFL is doing to have, it. Oh, the USFL is? Uh, I think that they've got like the, I think it looks like the, uh, the tennis system where they can, oh, mm, okay. they can kind of see where the, I haven't. I haven't well, seen it. You can tell action, when the person's like knee is down or something. That's the thing with it. I, tennis. Yeah, is I don't know how they know, officially like, do it, but they're using tennis. Like all you got to look at the ball. Way. Gotcha. Okay. Like how you measure when a guy's down and then the ball? Yeah. Anyways, uh, all right. Um, next question from the Nick Rodriguez podcast. Um, Texas's record next year, Michael. You're our Texas is bat guy. What do you think? Uh not back i'm gonna say i'm gonna say eight and four uh they have alabama in the non-conference which yeah there's a high probability a loss. loss right there so i think going <laughs> eight and three in the rest of the games sounds like a solid year especially after going what five and seven last year so um yeah i, I think the the offensive skill talent is among the best in the country if quinn ewers works out then you could yeah. argue it is the best set of skill talent in the country especially if jordan addison ends up going there i know he's deciding between a few schools as we record this um o-line's a question mark though which seems to be the case for years for them and then yeah. just the entire defense is a question mark it was terrible last year and they didn't do a ton to address it like they so far they only have one defensive transfer i know they, they're bringing in a good recruiting class but those are freshmen so um Maybe they have Juco. I don't know. I didn't check for that. But but either way, it's it's not like they've they've completely overhauled that side of the ball. So for that reason, I, I don't see like a you know 10 or 11 win season. But eight, I would say, is the most likely number. Maybe second most likely nine. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you there. Yep. All right. Next question. Gunner Bogue, which best of seven college football series would you most want to see? I right now. Um, I want to see Oklahoma versus USC. <laughs> so you got OU and Lincoln Riley going back at it. Ryan, you're stealing uh, all be... my answers this episode. Oh, sorry, Mike. No, that's the, yeah, I agree. I mean, that'd be so entertaining. Like, and, and it's probably a pretty even matchup, like, you know, competitive, like, yeah, competitive. O- OU and you've might got... have the advantage right now, but yeah, you know, could turn the tide and maybe who knows. And you've got the, the, 
uh, matchup between Brett and Venable's defense and Lincoln Riley offense, kind of see him making mm-hmm. adjustments in between games. I don't know if it's like a seven game series, like a over the course of like yeah. seven weeks yeah. or how seven it works. Seven years but or seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Either <laughs> way, I, I would like to see those teams go at it because, yeah, their fans hate each other right now. Yeah. <laughs> what What USC fans? Oh, <laughs> wow, right? You know, you fan now? Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. I just, just haven't heard a whole was... lot of smack talk coming from the LA folks. Oh, uh, no, it's, yeah, you're right. It's definitely a lot more. It's a lot of, like, anytime Lincoln Riley tweets, it's just a yeah. threat of, like, you know, you got worse every year, coach. Yeah. <laughs> the offense got worse yeah, exactly. every single year. <laughs> I'll just I'll go somewhere different then and I'll just I guess I'll go boring uh Georgia Alabama. Last year we saw them split the SEC and national title. They're top two teams in the sport right now. Let's just see them go to toe to toe. And I feel like I'm I know I'm probably going to get a seven game series out of those guys. So good entertainment for Yeah. You. Okay. Well, so who's your pick then? What's what's you saying it's going seven, who's winning? Oh. Uh Hmm. I'll Ryan, go, how about you? How uh, well, about you? It, is it is it last year's team? I don't it's know. Right now, are you like every year going forward oh, to the yeah. next seven True. years? Let's let's, let's say, say that. that. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, I'll go Georgia then. Okay. Yeah, me too. Georgia and seven. Uh, I mean, I'm not confident, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's okay. There's no yeah. stakes here, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, how about for OU USC next seven years? Oh. See, I was I'll thinking about OU. them playing like this OU. year, so I was thinking OU in six, but mm. not, I still might. I'm taking OU, yeah. but maybe seven, maybe six. I don't know. Um, They're in such a better spot right now. Yeah, that's the thing. OU, I, I'll say well, six. I think, OU I think at least. If maybe it goes to I'm, seven, I think USC might just you know, be really good then, but I'm going to say OU in six. Okay get the first like few and then they just got to scratch out one more mm-hmm. all right next we've got one from kyle Britch. who is going to have the most high-powered offense next year and why is it ohio state it is ohio state yeah cj stroud travion henderson jackson smith and jigba they each of them is arguably the best at their position in the country and it's not even <laughs> like a stretch of an argument it's a very easy no. argument to make um and they've recruited there's a lot of depth at receiver even though they lost Olave and Marvin uh, Harrison and, Jr. Hello. Yeah, and Wilson. Yeah, they've they've got a ton of talent there. A couple of big losses on the O-line, but they should be fine. Alabama, I would say is right there. Of course, returning Heisman winner Bryce Young, adding Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech at running back. Receiver, a little bit of a question mark after losing <laughs> Mechie and Jamison Williams, but they bring in Jermaine they Burton from Burton. Georgia. He could be good. Um, I mean, we know he's good, but he could be. Maybe he'll explode kind of like Jamison Williams yeah. did. Um, and they brought in, uh, what's his name, Tyler Harrell from from Louisville, the, the oh, speedy yep. receiver. So, And then, like we I mentioned earlier, they've got a chance at Jordan Addison. Um, and they've got guys already in the system <laughs> that are yeah, probably no, pretty good, yeah. too. They've, they're Alabama. I don't need to make any more yeah. of a case there. Uh, but those are my top two. What, what about you guys? Yeah, those are... Yeah, I I would agree. Those top two, you could maybe say, I don't know. I'm interested to see OU's again with uh, um, Gabriel, uh, Jeff Levy, yeah, Dylan Gabriel. Thank you, and yep. Levy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With Levy's system with Dylan Gabriel, I mean, they, they they've always had a good offense for quite a long time now. So I wouldn't expect them to just take a huge jump back. Um, 
there's there's others wake forest had a really really good offense they got sam hartman at perry coming back uh you know who takes a leap does usc take a huge leap was caleb williams that good you know michigan's gonna yep. be pretty probably pretty solid on offense i think they yeah we didn't even say georgia or tennessee um but yeah. i just wanted to uh, sp plus it was fascinating for their preseason ratings Ohio State is 5.4 points better than the number two offense, which is they have as Georgia right now. But for context, that's more than the gap between number two and number 10, which is 4.8 points. So that's how kind of head and shoulders mm-hmm. going into the year, Ohio State is is better. Yeah, they're, they're uh, going to be amazing. They just need to get that defense back up to snuff. Yep. 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 All right. Question from Carson Doherty. Uh, how soon will USC be an actual contender in the Pac-12 and in the college football playoff? Man, a lot of USC talk. We're relevant again. It's <laughs> yeah. great. So Ryan can make fun of our fan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was any other conference, I would maybe say uh, they they couldn't make make a case to be relevant so soon. But in the Pac-12. I think you could make a case that this year, if if they close the transfer cycle out well um, in the next couple months, and then, I mean, we just know that conference is kind of up for grabs. Oregon and Utah, they're not; they don't seem to be running away with it. They're uh, they're the leaders, but I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if someone else jumped. And you know, it's kind of funny. Like last year, we thought the Pac-12 top to bottom was going to be was going to be pretty good. It kind of seems the opposite, maybe going into to this year. Now, for the for as far as the question for them competing for the CFP. I mean, it can change quicker now than in the past with the transfer portal, but I'm going to say more like year three. Um, still need to develop some of the strong recruiting classes before I see a, a CFP run. Yeah. You, you need the trenches to really improve. Like they're going to have some good skill players I could probably, I could buy, but you know, it takes a little while to, I mean, college football play, if you got to have trenches, like those Georgia and Alabama's like those guys. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. He's different. He, He's really Lincoln Riley at this point is just trying to cobble together a roster like the transfers we're getting. Of course, we got some good ones, but it's like uh, the defensive transfer offered a Nebraska transfer. On yeah, the we, we missed out on a, like, a Nebraska D lineman yeah, to Oregon right. and we're getting, you know, like K-State rotational player. We're getting Wyoming yeah. player who wasn't even their best defensive player. So it's like we're not I know the, the transfer portal class is number one, but it's not like, holy crap, we're like a top five team all of a sudden we've, we've yeah. got some work on the roster yeah all right moving on to a question from ambassador dog who is the premier running back in college football in 2022 well i don't think it's a dog i think it's a cat um a little cat i'm going <laughs> deuce vaughn okay <laughs> <laughs> really deuce, deuce vaughn, vaughn man, best running K-State. back in college football okay that's a oh, bold call. The guy is the guy is lightning. Yeah, I he, like he him. Is, I like he's him. incredible. Over fourteen hundred rushing yards last year. Eighteen touchdowns. Forty nine catches for nearly five hundred yards. He was that offense. I mean he he was really good. They weren't like some great passing team. So they're you know a lot of teams were trying to stop him, couldn't do it. Um, I, I mean imagine if you put him on a Georgia or Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean that guy. Woo. Yeah, I think you know. I, I mean it's so close. There's so many guys yeah. that could be you could put this on, but. If you know, you, nobody could call me crazy for saying Deuce Vaughn. Yeah, I oh. did. Uh, yeah, they're, they're, I'm sure there are people that would. Uh, <laughs> people will, but they're, you know, 
They're crazy. Our, our coach rankings episodes, there are some opinions that you think no one's going to like too strongly disagree with this, right? We had Saban number one in the SEC, and we had one guy that totally was like... Totally irrational. <laughs> he, he just, what did he say? He said it was ridiculous that Kirby Smart wasn't number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Saban, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but as far as... I mean, Deuce Vaughn would be in my top five for sure. Maybe my top two or yeah. three, top three. But I would say Travion Henderson and B. John Robinson are the kind of two I'm deciding with, Ohio State and Texas running backs. Um, so those those were my top two. I, I agree. Those were my two. And I, I kind of actually, if I had to choose, I was going to say Robinson just because they're fair, they're very similar. Maybe Travion has the sophomore bounce. And I feel like Sark, like he's going to make Robinson the focal point of the offense and just use him because they use him in the pass game as well. Uh, just some honorable mentions here. Sean Tucker, Syracuse. Yeah. Was pleased yeah. with his performance last year. <laughs> you got Braylon Allen at Wisconsin, Jameer Gibbs at Bama, just in that offense. Of course, it's going to put up monster numbers. And uh, Zach Evans going from TCU to Ole Miss. I, I want to see him in, in Lane Kiffin's offense. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 good ones out there. No doubt about it. Blake Corum could have a good year. Anywho. Uh, all right. Um, from Question from Kenny Ryan um when the new ncaa football video game comes out next year who is the first team you play a dynasty a dynasty with that's after the your your team uh, he says so, alma mater but you know right what's yours, what's the system that uh like for xbox what's the newest xbox system is it xbox one or i don't even know I, that sounds right but i don't know yeah that that but that it might not yourself. be right because i feel like xbox one's been <laughs> been out for a long maybe time maybe they have like up i that's a good question i don't know anyway all i have is an xbox 360 What's playstation they're at five now right i think ps5 is that what everyone's was struggling think, to buy the ps5 ps6 ps6 doesn't roll off the tongue so i'm thinking they might be at I five. Think five yeah yeah but uh but anyway i don't know if i have the system to be able to play it like i said i have an xbox 360 but i would start out with vanderbilt because you're you're in the sec so you get to play at all the the great stadiums you got to play between the hedges at the swamp, but you're starting with a crappy team and trying to build them up. Yeah. My buddies and I in college always played dynasty mode with a different conference USA team. And mine just happened to be, I just drew UAB. Mm. Don't love them, but I'm, I'm kind of loyal to them in the video game world. (laughs) Yeah. We, we kind of have the same thought process, Mike. I, I definitely tend to go with the, the crappy teams. Um, I was thinking either Kansas Vandy, um or UConn just because UConn you could kind of make your own schedule oh which is kinda interesting. that's fun yeah. so you could still once you get good go to those you know big team big time teams so if I had to pick one I'll go UConn okay next question from AA wheel regarding NIL are you team Kiffin or team Fisher I'm pretty much always team Kiffin uh, hard not to agree with him and uh like what he does. I'm actually going to stick with him on this one too. I, you know, I don't have a whole lot of issues with what he, he what he said so far. His little dig that he had at A and M, you know, sure, whatever. It, it was a little dig, but I mean, when you have A and M's number one class that was the best of all time in the f- brand new era of NIL, uh, you got to expect some some comments coming your way. Just you got to deal with it, and you know, like Kiffin said, it's just it is what it is. Like he's just telling it straight, so. You know, I don't think he said anything that was wrong or, you know. Yeah, he's crazy. what it, well, the comments he's made, he's said, oh, we've, 
I don't know, is is AM digging into the luxury tax and just Yeah, yeah. Just just yeah, you know, insinuating AM's paying so much for right. their players. If I'm which, Fisher, I I think Fisher's been way too defensive about it. Like yeah, yeah he agree. Agree. you're has. in a position of power. You got the number one class. Just be like, Oh, sounds like sour grapes to me. Like we just recruited better yeah, than you exactly. did. <laughs> just, yeah. Be like, Yeah, it's nice to have the number one class. Thanks. Yeah. All right. This is uh, I do a the fascinating Eric one. Like, oh, I love your tears. Uh. <laughs> okay. Wow. Scott yeah, Tenerman. That would go over great. <laughs> I think it'd be great. Uh, all right. Interesting one here from Twitter handle at three Newman. We mm. all know that Trey mm. has the most pleasing voice, but who is the most handsome and why is it Trey? Wow. That is really kind of you to say at three newman we need more people like you in the world mm. i've i've i mm. you know I've, i disagree on the pleasing voice too nasally <laughs> <laughs> no, hey i'm just reading what the guy what three newman mm. said the most i don't know it's a guy it's a could, be, could be a girl he, I don't that's know. true he or she said <laughs> uh, that it's a fact that trey has the most pleasing voice but who is the most handsome that's really the question and foxtrot charlie says i want michael to explain why trey is the most handsome and Ryan, you can provide counterpoints. You probably won't have many, but. So I am just going to take Foxtrot Charlie's word for it because I he's a loyal listener and I value the opinion mm. of our listeners. So Ryan, you can refute that and say that you don't uh, value the listeners. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't value my listeners, you They won't go to hell. Wow. Oh, you're really turning into Cartman here. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> thank you for the question at three newman that was very kind of you mm. sorry i really had nothing to say for you trey I, I thought about it for a while but yeah no you had no counterpoints i appreciate Yeah, you were that. supposed to say that he's ugly oh fair enough yeah my bad no, you couldn't even come up with <laughs> I, well, the counterpoint that's i don't, don't want to make you feel bad so let's just <laughs> move along move along you you look great trey you look great thank you all right for you all right uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow <laughs> scott chambers another loyal listener uh proving that money can't buy results will pressure mount on uh sarkeesian and jimbo so by Trey, the way why don't you kind of huh? sorry before we get to that uh question i just remembered so someone left a youtube comment uh, basically saying that the three of us look alike. And he just says, wow, he, his comment just said, wow, it looks like copy paste. Strong gene pool there. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all the comments, I'm the one that's kind of signed into our account. So they all, I, I see every YouTube comment and some of them are mean and I don't share those with you guys. Uh, no, I, I I read a, a I like good the amount. I'm sure there's some old ones. Well, if that they're, if they're really mean, you will never see them because they they get filtered. At, they don't even YouTube won't oh, show. Oh right. my gosh! But I can see it on the, on the back end. Oh, oh good. <laughs> Bring yeah, them you on. Show me those. Okay, I'd fine. like to see those. All right. Uh, so to Scott's question, uh, will pressure mount on Sarkeesian and Jimbo? I'll take Texas and Sark, and I I say absolutely. Um, year one didn't make a bowl game. They lost six of the last seven, including one to Kansas. I mean, if so, they got Bama. We, as we alluded to earlier, if they get drilled by them, if they lose the Red River rivalry, and I say, you know, if they end up finishing fourth or worse in the conference, then year three is vitally important. Um, now, outside looking in, I think they will improve this year from last, and he'll continue to recruit at an elite level. 
Um, but anything like last season would be a big uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely – these two coaches are in totally different spots. I think Jimbo is is feeling a lot safer than than Sark. I think Jimbo is, is doing a good job so far. And right now, A&M fans, I would say, approve of him. They're, they're happy with him. 2020 was a very good year. The other years, from a power rating perspective, they were a lot better than what he inherited. But the win-loss record didn't really – show it they they haven't been that much better than than what he uh came into but they just got the number one overall overall class in the country ever and so right there that's immediate job security because the fans are happy about it but then uh, that also comes with pressure not necessarily in in year one like i don't think this year it's reasonable to expect them to make the playoff you can hope for it but i think nine and three this year would be fine and and fans could could talk themselves into progress and saying, sure. Hey, as, as these five stars get another year older and this number one class starts to, to make its impact, then, you know, then you need to start showing something. But if they, if they go seven and five or like eight and four this year, I think a little bit of pressure will mount, not, not hot seat, but more like if you don't do something really good in the next two years, then it'll be a hot seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, especially when you got the number one overall class ever, you got to, but when those kids are sophomores, you better there better be some pretty good results. Yeah, and it, it also depends on how he follows it up a little bit in recruiting. Like if he gets another top yeah. two or three class, then it's like you you got to be Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama. Like you get you've got to be at that level. Um, yeah. As yeah. it is right now, they want to be close to that level, but just one number one recruiting class isn't necessarily going to do it. You got to yeah. stack. Keep following up with top threes. Yeah, like top this. five, top Ooh. three. Anyway, top three, I mean he's recruiting five. well already as it is, so they. They should improve anyway. But yep. next question is from Foxtrot Charlie. Who are the instant impact true freshmen for the 2022 season? All right. Um, I've got a few. I'll, I'll just start with one, see who you guys list. Um, I kind of looked at it like what, what needs do t- certain teams have and who will come in and help. And speaking of Texas A&M, I looked at Evan Stewart. He's uh, a wide receiver, number 11 player. A&M was one of the worst teams in long pass plays last year. Now, obviously, part of that has to do with quarterback play. But Stewart could really help the Aggies potentially stretch the field this upcoming year. Yeah, that that, that was a good that's a good pick. Um, that's tough to narrow them down. I, you kind of want to pick more than just one. But I'll go – I'm going to go Cade Klubnik, um, quarterback for Clemson. You know, with, the, with QBs these days, man, a lot of them come in ready to go as freshmen. And I think Klubnik is – going to be in that category and just considering how awful dj was last year for for clemson he doesn't need to be at like some elite level to improve the performance there and i think that you know i don't think dj is just so entrenched i think they'll definitely be willing to just give Klubnik the the job if he's just a little bit better okay so if i say uh will Cade Klubnik be starting like ignoring injury let's say assuming uh dj yeah. is healthy Will Cade Klubnik start by game five, yes or no? I say yes. Okay. It's a tough one. I'd have to look at the schedule, tough. but I think I would say no, but I always just tend to err on that side, err on the side of the incumbent, but I'm not not that I'm super bullish on, on DJU. Mm-hmm. Uh, Would you go with Mike? Yeah, you guys took a couple of mine. Luther Burden, the, the five-star receiver for Missouri. Yeah, He's that's an easy choice. He's the most talented player on that offense, so you would think he makes an immediate impact. And then... I'm not sure. He kind of was dealing with an injury in the spring, so it's not like there were necessarily rave reviews. But Damani Jackson, 
uh, five-star cornerback for USC. That defense mm-hmm. needs playmakers. Yeah. Um, so he's got a chance really to stay yeah, exactly. out there. If, if he if he could shut down part of the field, that would really help. I also the other guy I had was Nick Singleton, Penn State running back. He was the top recruit in Pennsylvania. So looks like he'll get a shot to play. All right, that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, again, if you enjoy the show and you want the second part of this mailbag, you can subscribe on Patreon, patreon.com slash collegefootballbros. That's the best way to, to help us out if you enjoy the show. Uh, but if you don't want to subscribe, follow us on Twitter at CFB Bros and retweet the episode when, when I post it there, which I have been very bad at doing. But now that I have said it on the show, I am committed and you're committed to retweeting it because you heard this. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.